Welcome to the Monday Morning Tears Cast, the first, best, and only podcast about the goings-on of the Monday Morning Tears Fantasy Football League. As always, I am your host, Daniel Kites, uh, here today to really kind of kick off uh, the 2022-2023 fantasy season. Uh, from this point on, I think, we might be getting back into weekly podcasts now, because we'll have, we'll have a post-draft pod next week. Uh, see if we can get one of the dynasty guys on to introduce themselves next week, uh, and then we're right in the football season. So we're kicking it off, folks. This is uh, really kind of the official start of fantasy season here, and I've got two gents here to talk with me about the upcoming redraft uh, draft that we have coming up. Uh, we'll chat a little bit about keepers. We'll talk about some draft strategy and make some bold predictions. Uh, but without further ado, let me introduce our guests. Coming up first on the pod, uh, making his second appearance already, joining Mikey Campos as a two-time guest before the season's even started. He's just addicted to talking football. We got Nick Pacheco on the line. Nick, how you doing? I'm good. I promise I will not try to take over coasting abilities. <laughs> you know, I, I've never... I don't, I don't uh, like, smell the desperation on you whenever we talk, so I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> Uh, uh, desperation is uh, it's for football man i hate preseason it means fucking nothing but i was sitting in a bar the other day and i i couldn't keep my eyes away from the screen just because i want to see football man it just feels so right it feels so good so happy that it's almost back I'm going to put it out there to the pod again. I think I put it in the chat once. I, I canceled my DAZN's description with someone else, and now I'm looking to re-up for a monthly one. So if anyone out there wants to split a DAZN, hit me up. Um, I think me and Paul already shared one, so... I know. Everyone's already paired up. I feel like the uh, the last boy like at the dance. They don't have anyone to dance with. It's, it's too... It's, it's triggering, quite frankly. Uh, we also have on the pod, uh, making his first appearance this year, uh, reigning semifinalist in the redraft league. And again, I, I mentioned re- semifinalist because I was the one that kept him from the finals on the way to my glorious victory last year. Uh, we've got Paul V on the line. Paul, how are we doing? I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I'm so... I, I think I mentioned in the group chat today, I actually finally dropped off the trophy to get the engravings on it. Uh, and it's going to oh, have nice. all the info that we wanted on there. It's going to have our names, the team names, the year. So it's, it's, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the final product next week. We're doing this for the Toilet Bowl, too? I say again? Oh, are we doing this for the Toilet Bowl, too? And I don't think anyone really wants their name engraved on there, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I still don't even have the Toilet Bowl. Like, draft starts Oh, you're soon. supposed to have it? I'm supposed to have it, yeah. Oh, don't, don't remind everybody, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. I I guess we we need to think up that new punishment too, because clearly the Instagram posting thing just doesn't have the same weight it used to when we we first did it. I think I do think we need to have a referendum on a new uh, last place punishment along with that. I am good with that. Like the the Waffle House punishment, like I'm down for it. I I will I will gladly be the first one to do it. I think I, I'm not gonna lie. I think we should do. I I think I'll ask Danny if we can put that to a vote because I think the Waffle House punishment is just a genius, uh, freaking punishment. I love it so much. What punishment? What punishment is that? So the premise is basically like it depends on how cruel your league is, but for either uh, you have to sit in a Waffle House for either 12 hours or 24 hours, but you shave off an hour of time for every waffle that you eat. 
so uh-huh. like, you know, if you can eat nine waffles in three hours, you can get out of there in three hours kind of deal. And are these massive waffles? I don't think I've ever been to Basically, Denny's. Yeah, I was going to say, it'd have to be Denny's, probably. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. So, like, IHOP if we go head over to Niagara. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, make a trip out of it. I was going to say, like, make a, make a day out of it. Like, come, like, do a podcast out of there, do a draft out of there or something. Like, <laughs> make, make it a whole thing. That would just be the saddest recorded podcast of all time, just listening to someone <laughs> yeah. guzzle down, uh, you know, waffles and just descending into madness. It would have to be a live stream podcast with video footage. I don't think we can do audio for that one. Yeah, but no, no audio, audio. just the crying into waffles. That's all we need. Yeah. Gents, let's get the show on the road here. Let's let's first uh, cover a little business that we didn't have a chance to really uh, on previous podcasts. Uh, since the last recording, keepers have been all set. Uh, so everyone has made their picks uh, for who they're going to keep. Uh, not too many surprises on the board there. Uh, but definitely a couple interesting choices we can maybe talk about. Uh, Nick, why don't you maybe just start by, you know, talking through why you chose the two players you chose, and uh, if there was any other selections out there that you were kind of curious about or that struck your eye. Well, at least for me, I basically picked the two guys that had the best value ADP-wise. Like, I still project Rashad Bateman to, like, have a good value this year that have an even better value next year going to be the standalone receiver there in Baltimore and I think they project to pass more than they did so I think he'll have a really good season and then Jerry Judy lucked into having Russell Wilson so I got a couple of values there there were a couple other guys on my team that had maybe one or two values like maybe a Kittle and, or but it didn't really didn't really make sense to keep anyone else so I was I didn't have a have much choice in the matter yeah, yours seemed always pretty cut and dry. Like, Bateman was always going to be one. Judy, I, I think if Russ didn't come to Denver, I think I would have thought a little bit about Jerry Judy at the the sixth round there. But with Russell there, that probably gives you at least a round or two of pretty good value. And, you know, I think both are pretty safe. Like, both are going to probably have a floor as, like, wide receiver threes, but have upsides to potentially be top 12 wide receivers. So, I mean, those those were definitely easy choices. Yeah, and I think because of the... Who I have as a keeper, as keepers, it sets up my my draft strategy pretty pretty simply. But we'll get into that later, I guess. Yeah, that was the the thought there. But I think you're you're probably following a similar line of thinking as Paul did here. Uh, Paul, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to ask you about your thoughts because, frankly, uh, I think keeping D- Debo and uh, Chase there were were no brainers. Uh, were there any keepers that you were shocked to see kept uh, from maybe some of the other teams? Like any moves that were surprising to you? Uh, I mean, looking at it right now, uh, not not really. I could pinpoint on anyone that really surprised me. Um, yeah, no, not really anyone that would surprise me as keepers as of right now. Then on like a scale of one to ten, like how ecstatic are you to have Chase and Samuel in the sixth and seventh? Um, pretty ecstatic. Uh, I mean, having those two later round picks, uh, for uh, WR's cover down, I can focus on my RBs at the beginning of the draft now. Um, I'm a little downfall that I'm dropping at the back end of it. So, I mean, the top RBs will probably be gone by then. But hopefully I can still, you know, pick up some, some decent mid-range ones. Yeah, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to harp on one pick. I was talking to Nick about this pre-record. There's one keeper pick that I think stands out amongst a field of pretty solid value picks all around. Uh, one is absolutely 
abysmal, though. Uh, and it belongs to none other than Kimber Quesada, keeping uh, Melvin Gordon in the sixth round. Uh, a guy with an ADP right now, uh, just past uh, 100, uh, being kept with the 66th pick. Um, I, I got I to put Kimber on blast for this. That is an absolutely mind-numbingly dumb pick. Uh, to to keep as a keeper, I would have probably just left Mixon and maybe no one else. Like Mixon, I understand, it, you know, if you like him as your guy, why not keep him at the one seven? Half decent chance he wasn't going to be there, but half decent chance he was. Uh, but Melvin Gordon, that's just that's an absolute waste of a pick. Uh, but again, coming from the guy that chose Mike Gusecki in the sixth round last year, uh, I can't say I'm too surprised by this. Uh, Nick, what are you, am I being too harsh, or is that about right? Well, you got to give him a little bit of slack because it's not the 66th pick. It's sixth round six pick. Sure, my... So I think that works out there. No, well, I think it actually is. Yeah, because it's like... It? Yeah, it? because... Um, uh, and f- through five rounds, it's 60 picks, and then it's the sixth uh, pick of the sixth round. Oh, am, I de- am I definitely wrong, though? I'm pretty so, sure yeah, I'm right it. on this one. I think I had my mouth good. Uh, I mean, if it is, then I'm, I'm definitely wrong. But, yeah, no, it's he just he doesn't like his sixth round. He just sets it on fire each year. So. It may, as, may as well just choose to do it, I guess, this time. Um, Keep the tradition going. Yeah. Paul, maybe I'll throw a, a curveball to you here. Like, who do you think... And you feel free to pick yourself at this. Who, whose keepers do you think have set them up uh, for the best chance of success this season? Um, I'm going to have to say it myself. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think like, that's fair. But like, yeah, I mean, just only because of the value that I have with both my keepers. You know, but, like, but again, I don't know how, like, if Chase is going to have – he's obviously – I don't know if he's going to have that remarkable season as he did last year for his rookie year. But um, – as long as he can, like, you know, finish within, like, you know, being a top 10, you know, WR in the league, I'm fine with that. Um, and then along with Debo, too, I don't know what kind of role they're going to use him in. If they're going to use him as, like, the running back uh, WR still or, you know, just focus more on the WR thing. But we'll see what happens. But um, if I had to be honest, yeah, no, I, I think I, I, I have the best keepers in the league. Yeah, the only guy who might challenge you a little bit might be Mikey's keepers. I think having Michael Pittman in the seventh and Leonard Fournette towards the end of the eighth is really, really good value. Uh, And, you know, at least gives him a bit more balance there. But, I mean, both Debo and Chase are probably top 20, if not top 15, like, guys in a draft this year. So, I mean, I think that's obviously uh, setting us up here. Uh, And then speaking of the draft, then, let's let's talk a little bit about strategy. Because, I mean... Because I'm still on summer holiday, uh, I'm back from a bunch of traveling all around, you know, North America, essentially, going from Toronto to Hawaii and then to Victoria and now back home. Uh, I've had a lot of downtime to do some mock drafts, and I'm getting my my Doctor Strange on, trying to envision all the different multiverses where uh, I get different picks. Uh, And I've been thinking a lot about draft strategy this year. Now... Gentlemen, I imagine we're both probably locked into picking a running back in, in the first round, yes? Yeah, well, me for sure. I'm one four. Yeah, me too. But it, it honestly depends on, for me, who's there. I might end up picking a tight end first. I don't know. Tough. Yeah, because basically, I've, I've been looking Kelsey. through what everyone else's keepers have, and I've been trying to basically prepare myself for the reality um, you know, I, w- keeping Josh Allen and Brandon Cooks, I'm, I've definitely been looking running back uh, around where I am, but I've been preparing myself for the possibility that, like, 
every top 10 running back is just going to be gone by the time it gets to me and looking at a zero RB draft. And I mean, that, that thought just terrifies me a little bit to, to go into zero. Have you, have you guys like done any, have you ever done like zero RB in a draft before or any of you have like thoughts on it? I think my first ever draft was a zero RB draft, but that's, I had no idea what I was doing. It just kind of happened. I think I remember drafting like AJ Green and his prime and like Michael Thomas back to back or so. But that's that's just how it worked out. I think it's it's as valid as any other strategy. You just kinda it's a different approach to it. So Yeah, I gotta say I'm, I'm not for that said particularly. It's never been something I've done because I've I guess I've just always been lucky to get a, a running back I liked at a certain point. And when when we back when we were doing the auctions, it was easier to do that. Um I'm not gonna lie. I've I've been seeing the the the, the rosters that might be projected to come out here. Uh, if I start off, you know, I was thinking like basically, if the top nine running backs go with the nine picks before me, that basically leaves me with a choice between Stephon Diggs, Devonte Adams, and Travis Kelsey. And I've been trying to think about what my roster looks like with all that, and I don't, I'm not feeling super encouraged by it. Um, but I'm gonna just be crossing my fingers that some of the guys that I hope are top uh, running back guys will be available. Paul, is there, is there maybe like, so there's the, the nine running backs that are probably going to go in the first round and, and who you're probably going to be looking at at the 10 spot. Uh, you're probably looking at someone between like Nick Chubb, Kamara, Barkley, and Aaron Jones. Uh, is there, <laughs> is there a player there that, you know, maybe really scares you or is there a player there that, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's let's not make you tip your hand too much. Which which is one player there that maybe scares you that you might not be looking for uh, at the tenth pick there. It's, it's just it's it's the love for Saquon there. You know, I might have to go. You know, I don't know. Is it the love for Saquon, available? or is it like being scared that Saquon's just like going to get hurt again? Well, it's just, it's just uh, I say it's both the same way. It's just that, like you know, it's it's a love for him, but then also it's like I can't really like. You know, it's injury-prone and stuff like that, right? So, I, you know, I passed up on him last year, you know, and, like, worked out pretty well. obviously, like, this year. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, because I got Taylor there. But, um, you know, obviously, this time around, I, there won't be, like, other options. You know, there, I mean, Chubb's there as well, like you said. So, you know, there's him I could take, too. But it's just I, I feel like, you know, I'm always kind of root for Saquon, you know, to be better, you know, with every year that passes by. But... It's just hard to because you're just so injury prone and like the Giants' O line is just dookie. Yeah, I mean, getting better. There's like there's some rookie talent that's making its way in there, but yeah, it's still <laughs> kind of dookie. Yeah. So then let's. You always hope for the Giants to be be better than they are. You always they always have such potential, but then they just. I know they look good on paper. So they always look better so on paper, long. and they just. Terrible. They have to be better some year, though, don't they? Like, I, I, I mean, both those New York teams just feels like there's got to be some hype for them, but then they just keep disappointing us. I mean, I, I'm again, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic on the Giants. I want to be badly, but I mean, I'll try to are, we, are, we, are we are we proposing our first side bet right now on the third podcast of the year? What do you? What do you? What? Let me tell me the bet first, and then I'll think about it. Of uh, uh, who's finishing but with a better record, the Giants or the Jets? Ooh, that's a tough. I think the Giants actually are going to finish with a better record than the Jets. I I was pretty bullish on the Jets to start the year, but they've had a couple like O line injuries, and obviously the the Milf Hunter uh, has got like that knee stuff going on. So I'm, I'm a little bit less bullish on the Jets now. Well, if anyone out there is listening to the podcast afterwards, wants to get in touch with me, 
and chooses wants to choose the Jets over the Giants, I'll take the bet with them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I'd lean Jets, but that's I think Jets at least have more potential. I mean, we can set up a bet right now, brother. <laughs> we'll we'll talk off air. Don't worry. Hope that Victor's <laughs> listening to this and you're getting him angry. I mean, I've, I've for Victor, I've been hyping up the Jets for a while too. But again, it's just unrealized potential. <laughs> like it's something in the water in New York. Jest. <laughs> Uh, then Nick, I'll I'll shift gears to you. Uh, you know, odds are uh, Taylor and McCaffrey go one two. Let's say that that's the projected. Uh, you sitting in the four spot. Who would you? Who are you least excited maybe about being available to you of those three guys that are there? Like Derrick Henry, Eckler, or Cook. Like wh- I, I assume you're probably debating between those three guys. Which one would you be like least excited about? I I am not taking Derrick Henry. I'm passing on him. I am. I'll be split between Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook, but I am I am out on Henry completely. I think he falls off the cliff this year. You just don't, don't trust the the leg and the workload and the team, or what? What is it? Yeah, like big big guys and their feet don't match their size, and they start falling apart. It's it's just doesn't. I don't know. It's not a formula for success. I mean, yeah. Like how how good how good has Zion been in the NBA? His feet his feet can't keep up with his size. You know, as a big guy who thinks that he can move fast, I can agree with that wholeheartedly about how your body just starts breaking down. Uh, so I I can't disagree with you too much on Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's I feel like he's got the biggest reward, obviously, but like that's a really big risk in a way that some might say like Christian McCaffrey is still a risk. I, I don't know if I necessarily feel that way, but and I feel like it'd be hard to take Derrick Henry. Well, Derek, he was so, like, head and shoulders above everyone else last year when he was just rolling. So I can – I understand why someone would want to take him. I'm just – me personally, I am – I'm out on him. And is this Derek Henry slander solely so that I hope that he's available to me at the 112? Most definitely. I mean, if he falls there, you could take well, him. I would, I would, like, that, that's good That's good. We'll probably do that in a heartbeat. So let's let's – I'm just going to try and start uh... – What's the, what's the Oprah phrase? I'm trying to, like, materialize this. Like, I'm trying to manifest this into the, the universe now. Uh, let's talk maybe a little bit more about some later in the draft stuff. Like, any guys that are uh, later on in the draft that, you know, you're seeing in some mocks that you've done or just looking at ADPs. Uh, guys, like, you know, maybe after the eighth round uh, that you think might make up some uh, some sneaky good value. Uh, Nick, is there a guy that you've been seeing kind of later in drafts that you are hoping that you're able to uh, draft this year? Uh, one guy I got my eye on is Damian Pierce, the uh, rookie out in out in Houston. Yep. Like they're gonna be they're gonna be so bad, but he's just so much more talented than than everyone else they got on the roster. So I think they'll they'll run him into the ground. So I I like him for. For his value, hype there. train's definitely starting. Like he's had a couple good preseason games, and you know, as like I said, I've been doing a billion mock drafts. Like I've already seen his sleeper ADP go up like three or four rounds since uh, the start of the preseason. So I, yeah, he's definitely yeah. an exciting pick. You know, just rookie rookie hotness, and he's got you know a chance to be the lead back. Absolutely, if he can get that in the ninth or the tenth round, that's a that's a pretty dope pick for sure. Yes, that's that's one guy I got my eye on. All anyone on your side, Lair? Is there maybe like a, you know, maybe not a running back? Is there any like late round wide receivers? Are you you're interested in? Because I gotta imagine you're probably gonna be skipping on wide receivers earlier in the draft. So maybe you know if you have your eyes open for anyone in those later rounds that might provide value behind Chase and Samuel. 
the later rounds right now, um, not really. I haven't really done too many mock drafts. I'm not really too um, familiar with any like wide receivers too late in the later round. But like some rookie running backs this year, though, I feel like some of them might be uh, a good hit because like I feel like a lot of them are probably going to get some playing time at the beginning of the season here. Yeah, there's like big buzz around these guys uh, names, what's though. his name Brian Robinson out in Washington. He's been getting tons of buzz like like the the coaches in Washington almost like have him above the depth chart above Antonio Gibson now. Like he's apparently been really blowing people away and I'm 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 so I'm kind of really curious to see how far he jumps. Like his ADP right now is something like 150 on sleeper. I think he's going to go you're, way you're before just... then. You're just hyping him up because he's on your dynasty <laughs> roster. This, this is the redraft <laughs> podcast. I honestly right? forgot that I uh, had picked him there. I, I was like looking at the dynasty team, and I was like, "Oh, damn, that's fun." Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, Gibson's not that good. He, I know, I don't, I don't really like Gibson too much, though. So anyways, so he might, he might jump him, he might get some playing time. What are the running backs they have there right now, anyways? Gibson, McKissick out there catching passes. they're passing down. Yeah, it's passing down back uh, so yeah he might take over then at the same time too like i'm also what? like i was just reading an athletic article earlier today and they're saying they want to use antonio gibson like debo samuel basically like have him become like a wide receiver running back hybrid and i'm like what does that even mean for him it's all it's all very confusing and scary out there but might give robinson a good chance to get some solid work yeah they think of their trio i think they'll use all three which doesn't bode well for their their fantasy value like they were hyping up gibson a couple years ago to be like the have the christian mccaffrey role and that definitely didn't pan out but gibson's he's so talented he's just he's injury he's injury riddled seasons and he fumbles a lot so he kind of gets pushed pushed down the the peck yeah like he's got the yips and he's just gonna have like fumbleitis for the rest of his career that's just like makes it dangerous makes it nervous um i'm trying to think yeah like how how upset are you if you're the coach and you're trying to drive from the five yard line just running in and you fumble on the two? Like, all right, well, just <laughs> throw away a touchdown. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It, it's got to be frustrating as a coach, and I, like, yeah, I can't even imagine. Uh, I know, guys. I, I'm very excited. I'm all in, like keeping up with the rookies. Like, I'm very much even staying with Washington. Like, I'm very much on the Jahan Dotson hype train. Uh, who's like you know the the wide receiver two in Washington, like a first round pick seems to be getting like a ton of work and playing only with the first team offense. Uh, you know I I believe in Carson Wentz. I I will ride or die with Carson Wentz uh, for the rest of my life, uh, and I think he can support Dotson out there. I'm I as a guy who's going probably like in the last round. I think he's a great guy to just t- toss a dart at. Like I think he's kind of like Bateman was for me last year, just a, a rookie in a good situation that I just want to have on my team and might be worth a keeper next year. My, I got a question for draft just protocol. Like, do we need to leave the draft with a full roster? Like, no, like as in like, do you have to like take a defense or something like that? Yeah. Like if I just completely punt like defense and tight end, or, like something like that. And I just draft. No, those, you can, I'm pretty like, sure you can rookie you can wide receivers. Like, there's nothing that forces you to like fill out your requirements. And like, obviously you'll need to do like free agent pickups before the season starts to actually fill those spots. But no, like in the draft, you can pick whoever the hell you want. Yeah. I think that's, that's might be something I try to employ there. Cause like having like one of the rookies just as the 14th 
14th round like value next year or something like that that's crazy yeah. value that's that's something that i've been thinking about in a lot of my bonk drafts and it's it's been kind of fun because like when you're picking at the turn like i've been consciously being like all right put the guy first who i don't think i'll want to keep and then second the the guy that i do want to keep to try and get that extra round of value so I'm, I'm i'm hoping that i'll be able to keep my cool during the draft and not fuck all that up with like the countdown or whatever but uh I, you know it, Paul, has, has that been something you've been thinking about at all? Like, have, has there been guys that you've been looking at that you think might have good keeper value next year, like in those later rounds? Or are you just, you know, are you just looking for household names? Yeah, you know, I'm just doing household names. I really don't know much about football, you know <laughs> what I mean? I got a reveal. Sorry. I was, I was going to say, I got a reveal on uh, the podcast here. Because um, Kite's going to be doing my draft in the other, uh, in the other, in our other league, eh? Oh, really? Yeah, so he's, he's going to be what drafting other, for me. What other league? In Dan's league. Oh, Kite's going to be drafting yeah, for you. Paul, you were asking yeah. if I wanted to join that league, and I had to tell you that I was already drafting for Nick, so it would be a conflict of interest. Oh, why can't you draft, bro? Uh, I mean... I'm busy, then with David drafting. Know, it was... Oh. So, like, draft. You're busy with another draft, or, like, another league that I'm not even in, then? All right. What was that? You just said you're busy with another draft that day? No, I'm working. Oh, you're working. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kick your ass yeah. three. I mean, your yo, you better you better you better hope down kite you better hope kite holds that down. I mean, I've I've heard once or twice that he's the champion <laughs> of this league, so I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna kick your ass in three leagues this year, Paul. It's gonna be fucking great. I mean, you did take me yeah, I mean kite we you did beat me twice in the semifinals the last two years. Upsetting. Very upsetting. Very upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) Very upsetting. Uh, Continuing maybe the trend of upsetting thoughts. Uh, Let's talk about guys that we're, like, not interested in. Guys that we're staying away from, like, 100%. Uh, I I think, you know, Gibson at his ADP right now is definitely, like, a worrying thing. Uh, But there's definitely a host of other guys that I'm definitely staying away from. Paul, is there just, like, a I, I won't draft this dude? Is there anyone on your on your shit list that you won't be taking? This year, I will definitely not be taking Kareem Hunt. Okay, why? What's What you got against Kareem Hunt this year? I don't know because I've been taking him the last <laughs> two years, and he hasn't done shit for me. Yeah. That's why. There's a decent chance he won't even be available to you. Like, you'd probably only get a chance to pick him. Like, you yeah. wouldn't want to pick him at the 5'10", and, but he might be available to you at the 8'3". But, uh... Yeah, like, all that buzz about him wanting to request a trade was interesting to me. Like, whenever you hear that in a guy that might just decide, like, he doesn't want to play football, that that definitely is worrying. Uh, and he definitely also has, like, the woman beater karma still on his uh, – it still stinks off of him. So. Yeah, I, I, feel like he does, I feel like he does have the talent. It's just, Chubb, like, Chubb is there, and then if Chubb gets injured, then, like, Darrenis comes in. Darrenis is not bad either. He's younger. So, you know, like, I just feel like he just doesn't really have playing yeah, time. Yeah, I can hear that. Nick, is there a guy you're staying away from? Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the year, I was really down on AJ Brown at, at his ADP, but I think as as like preseason goes on, and I think I've moved up on him. I, I think I'm okay with him at his ADP where he right. where he is. Um, a couple of the, I think just with my a couple of the high end wide receivers, like I'm, I got a lot lower. So I'm kind of throwing ADP out of the window at the beginning of the draft and just basically drafting like four running backs in the right. first four rounds. So and then just kind of figure out my wide receivers from there. But 
I don't know, like Cordero Patterson or something. Not interested in at all. How's that? I mean, you don't think he's he's looking decent at the seven four there or at the eight nine? I I think I think I'm out on Atlanta completely. Like no one in Atlanta intrigues like me. Water trash like Drake I'm, I'm, yeah, I think they'll they'll compete for being one of the worst teams in the league. Like Camille doesn't listen to this podcast. I right? mean, I don't know if Camille knows what a podcast is. Quite frankly. Um, <laughs> No, but I, I was telling him yesterday, I was hyped for Desmond Ritter. I thought he looked really good yesterday in that preseason game. I don't know, man. Like, just, they're like, like Pitts, like watching Pitts play, he's he's so good. It's just, you know that meme with the, the car in the, the trailer right. park, whatever? It's like, that's that's Kyle Pitts. That's Kyle Pitts on <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons. There's, there's nothing redeeming about the rest of the roster. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, Drake London. I were you were you the guy that was down on Drake London when we were talking about him before? Yeah, I was. Okay, shooting that's, on that's, him. That, that makes yeah. sense then. Okay, so, okay. so out on Cordero yeah, Patterson. It, All right, well that makes me happy because that means he might be available to me at eight one because I've been hoping that I'll be able to try and snag some sort of running back around that time. Um, but okay, that makes me happy. Um, why don't we move into the kind of towards the end here? I, I've I want to us to each make kind of a, a bold prediction either for the NFL season and maybe think about like its fantasy implications a little bit. Uh, Nick, you had a pretty spicy take. Uh, why, don't, why don't you start us off? Oh, well, my not spicy take is that all my mock drafts are bullshit because the computer's stupid and this t- this league is a lot better than like the bots that, that they that got drafted. That is a freezing cold take. So, I think I, we, we all believe that one. Yeah, it's it's upsetting because I'll do I'll do mock drafts and be like, yeah, this is going really well. And I look at the other teams. I'm like, there's no way any of these guys yeah, are getting yeah, drafted. Yeah. Or they will draft these guys. So yeah, we drafted my, my spice take for the year is, yeah, but Kimbert only, he just falls asleep for one round. It's the re- the rest of his <laughs> draft goes fine. Um, my take for the year is that I'm, I'm really low on Kansas City just like as a, Team-wise, like as an NFL team, I think their divisions, like they're going to cannibalize each, each other. And I think the Chargers win win the division, and then the Broncos are second. So I don't think I don't even think Kansas City makes the playoffs. And I got to imagine that probably has hey, that's a hot that's take. Big like implications. I, that you're probably didn't assuming that like that offense isn't going to perform as well as it has in past years. Like, does, does Mahomes finish as a like a top five QB in that scenario? I mean, he he could, but it's more so he'll do it by spreading it around. Like Kelsey will still do his thing. Like he'll get his, but like in years past, after Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, like what was the best wide receiver in Kansas City? Lizard King, Sammy Watkins, baby. Like it, it yeah, it, <laughs> it it changed around. It moved like some one week it was like Michael Hardman, like so you. Yeah, I think he'll spread it around more. That's that's how he'll get his fantasy points, and that's how they'll get their points this year. But like I said, they the AFC is just it's so it really stacked. Is. I don't I don't Who's think they, they make it to the playoffs. Because you also have the Raiders. In that they, they got <laughs> the Raiders as well. Yeah, so Ra- Raiders, Kansas City, Denver, and the Chargers. Mm, say that again. Sorry. It's a great podcasting. Call the Raiders, Kansas City, Denver, and the Chargers. Oh, okay, yeah, the, yeah, the division piece packs like, though. Yeah, so I, I, I got there, them at there's three. There's potentially like four top twelve quarterbacks in that division, like fantasy wise. Like it's realistic that Herbert, Mahomes, Wilson, and Carr could all finish in the top twelve. Yeah, which may- definitely could, especially with Devontae yeah, Adams exactly. now in Oakland. Yeah. I feel like that's gonna be like, the most exciting Las division Vegas. to watch this year. Just now that I've thought about it that way. Just all of the points. 
yeah, all exactly. of the touchdowns. Uh, Paul, you got anything spicy for us? What do you got that's on fuego today? Sorry, guys. Uh, what was that? Got anything? Any spicy takes for us, Paul? <laughs> uh, for the league? Ah, spicy takes. I don't know, man. I feel like I just want to... I can't claim that I, I feel like I'm going to win the league this year because, like, that's just a really that's hot, spicy, spicy take. take. I don't want to jinx myself. That's the super spicy take. Sriracha Roosters next to, like, the faux menu spicy take right there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I see... No, not, nothing, nothing too crazy right now on, on, on takes, but uh, I would say I'm going to make the playoffs again. I think uh, Mikey this year is going to reclaim the toilet bowl. Mikey or Daniel, not Daniel, or uh, John's going to reclaim uh, oh, the toilet bowl this year. John's going to the gauntlet the early bowl. against John. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and John just got a thing with each other. I don't know what it is. I feel like Vince McMahon. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like managing all these rivalries and trying to like stir up controversy. I love it. John, we need to hear a response from you. Paul's talking shit. You got to come on here and respond to the shit talking. Oh, with the with Paul's prediction of him at least making the playoffs and winning the league, I think it'll show how valuable like the keepers will be. Like if he if he has a terrible season, it'll show like keepers aren't that big a deal. Like even though he has by far the best, like he's set up for success. Like the way his right. his keepers are now. So we'll see how yeah, it pans out. It'll be super too, fun man. to just relentlessly we'll mock Paul if, with the best keepers, he can't make the playoffs. That'll be super fun. <laughs> I mean, even it's, it's just a mock fest any any time of the year, man. I'm pretty sure every week that I win, it's just a mock fest. Like, yo, how did he win this week? I thought Let's we moved take away from that last Let's year. Let's check I his stats. Let's start putting some respect on your name last year. <laughs> No, so it, it took like four, so five, four or five weeks to get to get it. To, it's like, hey, <laughs> shit, Paul won again. Hey, damn, hey, he's it, doing at really least well. We got there. At least we got it took, there. It took me to like week 10 to get to like <laughs> number two on the power rankings of your power ranking list. <laughs> Wasn't your team name like second worst drafted team yes, for most of the year? For all of the year. For all of yeah, the year. Yeah, there, there you go. We'll stand by that. Hey, whatever. Maybe we'll make another spicy trade that I went off of. Yeah, I want so many gifts to you from our chase. back. Yeah. yeah, you're going to get chased back. I was thinking about taking digs at that turn there. So, yeah, we'll just do uh, we'll do a trade backs. I'll draft James Robinson. You, you have to, tra- you yeah, have to no, draft I'm... James Robinson, and then I'll get him back, too. Uh, you know, that's another funny thing with James Robinson, too. Man. I don't know how he's going to do this Coming year. off ACL. I mean, dangerous. he's still on injury, right? Yeah, come off ACL. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like he still has a talent too, though. And he didn't get get to play that long under the new management and the coach. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, I don't know. ETN's coming in now. I mean, it's yeah. definitely a better situation for James. Yeah, I, mean, I wish I could see yeah, him. Yeah, with with Etienne out there, who's kind of been balling out. It's it's hard to imagine James Robinson being like super fantasy relevant this year. I just feel like there'll be a lot of lost talent there, though. Maybe it's a, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of teams with. Running backs that we don't get to see too often. Like, I mean, like, just, like, just handcuffs, like, uh, medicine and stuff like that, too. Like, I mean, if he was on the, any other team, I feel like he'd be an RB. Yeah, I mean, least. that's just the the way of the modern NFL now, it seems like, where, you know, the the bell cow seems to be a, a bygone yeah. era, really. Yeah. Uh, my, my spicy take for the year, I was going to throw this one out there. I, I was going to throw a more player-specific one because I don't th- – I'm definitely not drafting him, and this probably might be the spiciest of everything I've said. Uh, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. 
I think, bold take, uh, TJ Hawkinson is going to be a top three tight end this year. Because, yeah, you know like what? He's, he's had a year with Jared Goff. They've bolstered that O-line. The weapons are coming in. I think I think we also kind of forget, like, how hyped Hawkinson was as a prospect. Like, this dude was seen as, like, the second coming of, like, yeah, I, he was, like, seen as one of the best tight end prospects, uh, you know, before Kyle Pitts. Like, there was TJ Hawkinson and people who were viewing him, I feel like. So... I, I'm going to – I don't think this is likely. I think this is probably, like, in, like, the uh, the 85th or, like, the 90th percentile of, like, uh, what will probably happen. This one, like, a 10% chance this happens. But I think there's a universe where TJ Hawkinson balls out on, on touchdowns and becomes a top three tight end. Uh, you know, uh, w- 1 to 10, Paul. Like, 1 being milk and, and 10 being the Carolina Reaper. How How spicy do you think that take is? I feel like he does have potential to be something special this year. So, I mean, I don't know. Let's play it. Let's play, do we say one yeah, to ten on what milk, milk and, and what? Ten is the Carolina Reaper. Where's Where's that take? Let's go with like uh like in the middle with like a jalapeno okay, so like or a like banana, banana pepper. pepper. Okay. What 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 about you, Nick? Where are we at on that? Yeah. I mean, I'd I'd give it a little more spice than banana pepper. But I think it's a solid six or seven. So I, like I don't know what pepper you put to that, but it's it's like I said, like Paul said, yeah, like well, it's like yeah, the jalapenos that you get like at Cineplex, those the one that like are sitting there, <laughs> the one that gets their own juices, soaked yeah. in juice. Yeah, it was actually That's really hot. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 pretty spicy. But Hawkinson, he's he's good. He's got the talent. If maybe one of the one or two guys ahead of him fall to injury or just like kind of fall flat in the year he, he could be top three i, I don't project it but yeah, that was that's yeah, still pretty part of what i was thinking there too like i'm i'm pretty out on darren waller and george kittle this year uh I'm, i just kind of worry about their durability and and the situation so yes uh hawkinson finishing top three factors in yeah a couple of those dropping off um but yeah we're we've made it to the end here gents uh you know get ready for the draft we've got under a week now before we're drafting that's monday night at 9 p.m uh for for you guys on the east six o'clock for myself on the west uh let's do some parting shots here uh paul i know you've already dropped the gauntlet uh against john there are there any other uh shots that you want to take out of the league here either in the dynasty league or in this league Let's just say if I play you twice during the season this year, okay. I'm blowing okay. you up both this times. Is, this is where the bets will start being made, I think, is when we'll be doing this. <laughs> but okay, right. I love it. I love it. Nick, any, any parting shots? I am making the playoffs this year. I'm coming back. I'm coming back <laughs> with force. <laughs> All right. No, no 0 and 5 starting. like this a year. true Toronto sports fan. This is our year, baby. This is our year. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I'm looking forward to our draft next week. Uh, I'll see if maybe we can even set up. I know we've got the chat feature in Sleep, but maybe we'll set up the, the chat room uh, on Discord so we can chat along there as we're making picks. I think that might be a good time and we can release that as an episode. Uh, but until that time and after that draft, keep crying. <laughs>